0: Oh,
1: we all go a little mad. We
0: get you, though. Well, You are
1: yeah,
0: yeah. oh, you Right, hello and welcome to the Horror Hour. It's the place where we discuss, debate, and we disagree on all things horror. But today I'm really excited because in the film industry, if you weren't aware, Sundance just finished. And uh, one of the films there that I got to see that had a huge impact on me personally was Master. And so today I'm very excited to be sitting down with writer and director uh, Mariama Diallo. Did I say that correctly?
1: Thank you so much for asking. That's so nice of you. So it's oddly a little bit complicated of <laughs> a pronunciation. I think that the distinction um, is a, a little hard for people to hear. So you were close. You're very close. It's actually um, Mariama Diallo. So it's um, uh, ama versus ama. So it's oh, like, okay, Mariama. Gotcha,
0: Mariama Diallo. Yeah. I should have. Asked I tell that people first. it's like
1: Anna versus Anna, you know. I'm like, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, Anna, not Anna." But then they start calling me Mariana sometimes, and it just gets all mixed up. So you know, do your best, and uh, and I'll live. I mean, I
0: I also <laughs> it's funny because my name's Utaka, and uh, especially with my last name is actually Tamanaha, so you think I'd be good with the A's, but. Um, I get that quite a bit and I should have asked first, but we're working with it. So um, first off, congrats on your debut feature at Sundance.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. That was It was crazy. It was um, a big dream of mine to come back to Sundance with a feature, so it was really cool.
0: Um, it was actually, so this is my first Sundance ever. And uh, I watched your film Premier night and I wasn't sure how it was going to work so as soon as I hit play though I didn't move I was fully invested and I can tell you that my blood pressure and anxiety levels probably after about six minutes never rested at all um that's how terrified and just horrified of what I was seeing because this is 100% horror and you did such fabulous job Uh, so with that then my first question would be you know why when telling this story why horror versus just drama
1: yeah you know it's interesting because in my head it was there was a certain order of um, ideas and feelings that came to me the first thing about the film that came to me was the title um, master, and I was really interested and intrigued by the word. And I went to a school where there were masters, and so that's how it was kind of introduced into my own personal lexicon. But then, obviously, you know, as Americans, we particularly are very well versed in the other kind of master that you can have, um, you know, rather than the academic type. And there was something very interesting and flexible about the word and, you know, spiky, like there was a lot of danger to it. And so after that, you know, word and the title of the film came, then the character of Gail, who's played by Regina Hall came to me. And then after that, it was, I just knew it was a horror film. I, in telling her story and in kind of going back through um, my own memories of being at a, you know, an academic institution like the one in the film, a lot of the emotions that it was evoking in me were, you know, coming from a place of anxiety and and horror, and it just felt like the most true expression of that experience. So it was it was really really, you know, central to the story that it should be told uh, horrifically.
0: It it worked. I still uh, it gives I'm, my blood pressure's raised just thinking about this. So um, well, so since our viewers and listeners might not uh, well haven't seen this just yet, uh, could you give just a short synopsis of your film?
1: Yes, um, let me try. Because
0: <laughs> if, if you want to add details, go for it. I'm. <laughs>
1: Something I've learned over over the course of both writing this film and then describing it is that I struggle with being concise. Um, (laughs) Once you watch the film, there's like all these plot lines and stuff. I think that that will also make a lot of sense for any viewers, but um, at its most basic level, Master is a horror film and it's set at this fictional Northeast college called Ancaster. Um, it's one of these very sort of wealthy elite universities. Um, and there are three main characters, three women, who are each struggling with you know, integrating themselves fully into the institution. And what's also informing their experience is this school lore and legend of um, a part of the campus that's haunted by a woman who is hanged uh, for witchcraft in a, you know, a Salem era uh, type story. So those are, those are all of the ingredients that we're working with in the film. But um, yeah, so we follow a professor, two professors and a student as they, as they try to make sense of um, what this college is all about.
0: Um, And one of the things I loved that um, we had three main characters to follow, but as I was reading in the press release, I have to, I lately will say I've been gravitating more towards um, horror films to where they also use another aspect as kind of a main character. So in some, I've really been gravitating towards music, but I love how you have, um, it was phrased that and Castor itself is also a character in this film. Um, can you kind of elaborate on that?
1: Totally, you know, I it, it was really important and I'm, I'm glad that you asked about that, that the school for me is the primary antagonist of the film, you know, and it's really kind of forms the basis for how a lot of the characters behave and how, um, their behavior is shaped by the physical space that they're existing in. And so uh, Charlotte Hornsby, who is the DP of the film, um, she and I had a lot and a lot of conversations about how we can also represent that just through the camera and through our framing and um, through uh, you know certain kind of camera moves. And the way that we approached it, one of the ways that we approached it was, um, you know, from this kind of removed observational style of the characters in the opening shot of the film, which was also, you know, um, inspired by the opening of Rosemary's Baby, we're starting from, you know, way high up from Mm -hmm. the perspective of the school basically and and slowly moving in on Gale and this feeling of the characters uh, being watched from the point of view of the architecture and, and the school itself is something that we tried to, you know, continue throughout the film. So uh, I think that that was one of the ways that we really tried to make Ancaster present without necessarily, you know, you know, underlining it too heavily.
0: No, and I, um, I also I loved what um, Charlotte did. Well, the lighting was fantastic, and I loved how that played into that. Um, like uh, there were just certain times where I just felt this sense of dread, even though you may be out and then the open, but just the way things were uh, played or, or de- depicted, it really just, it, it, yes, it felt ominous and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I would also like to know then too, uh, because you had mentioned this is kind of taken from uh, your past. And so do you see yourself as Jasmine or are you kind of both Jasmine and or are you well are you two of the women all three like
1: totally you know it's interesting because i when i was an undergraduate i had a you know thankfully different experience than <laughs> Jasmine in a lot of respects um but there was a lot that was going on um, sort of beneath the surface of my experience that I was actively ignoring almost. And so at the point of writing the film, which was years after I had graduated college, I went back and I kind of had, I, I. re-examined some memories basically, and I kind of questioned my own experience um, and really wanted to look back at, you know, some of the things that I had, you know, ha- like as a survival tactic had to just sort of ignore or push to, you know, push the floor. And I found it really, you know, meaningful um, what you said in, um, in your other video about your Uh-oh. own experience you know, um, of like, you know, kind of looking back, uh, you know, at a time when you were in school and, you know, and, and things that you had kind of just like let roll off your back from your classmates. But then in retrospect, you were kind of like, wait, hang on a second. Oh
0: yeah, no, it was, it was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's like, you know, I think that that's, it's, it's an experience that I had. I think that it's probably an experience that a lot of people had where it's like, you're looking forward just to get through to the end of something and you, and you wanna have a good time. You don't yes. wanna you know, be like, hey, like, I hate this, I'm unhappy. So the way, this is a long way to say that as I was going back and looking at Jasmine almost as a, a younger, an alternate version of myself and a little bit more of my experience stripped bare, I felt very close to Gail and the way that Gail in the film is kind of, you know, observing Jasmine and is looking at her, but can't quite understand her and is a little bit, you know, has this remove is like how I felt at that point of writing, looking at this version of my younger self and kind of being like, oh, what's going on there? Why are you doing that? Or why aren't you doing this? So I felt very close to both of them. and, and you know, it's, and also to a bunch of the other characters actually. Um, oh really? Can, like, yeah, Jasmine's silly, you know, roommates have shades of myself like, for sure. Like I'm from New York city. Like I was <laughs> like, you know, I came to school like, oh, I know this person and this person because we went to camp together. So like those girls also, which I love those characters, you know, are also have little bits of myself and like my own like, you know, friends from high school and stuff like that. So I tried to sprinkle a little bit of myself into basically all of the characters um, and I, and I love them all.
0: Wow, okay, no, that's great. Um, yeah, I, as you'd mentioned, I really did relate to Jasmine and I, I thought it was very, uh, it was just such a great way for um, you to present that idea. And then it, it did, it, upon reflection, I was like, oh my gosh. And it, it's been interesting because I've seen others um, who have seen the film talk about this um, and also kind of really address that as well. And it, it is because you're young and you, you want to survive college. You're right. Yes, we want to have a good time. But for some, you know, once you're there, it's kind of like this is it. I, I have to it's make or, you know, make or break it. and. I will say that's not why I ended up leaving um, that nursing school because it just wasn't for me, nursing. Um, I respect it, but it was just like, no. But part of that I will also attribute to a little bit was it was very odd because one of the things while, you know, um, when I was younger, my Asian features were much more predominant than now. And even in school, but as soon as I would say my name Utaka, that's when all of the little comments or mm-hmm. Things would come out from people and it you know and even still you know living in the midwest I'll still get that but it was it was just very um it was very emotional watching Jasmine's journey uh and I the connection that her and Gail had was very you know it's a great way to also highlight just the importance of mental health I think which was you know in this day and age, now it's more helpful than ever. Um,
1: Completely, yeah. And I found it like so deeply meaningful. You know, when you said in um, in your review that you related to Jasmine, I was just like, oh, thank you. Like, I really, you know, I think that it's obvious on the one hand, but I think that for some people, you know, a you know a sort of a gender or a sex difference or a racial difference kind of prevents them from empathize or seeing their own experience in a character, mm-hmm. they think that it's really specific to that character. So when you just so immediately related it to what you were going through, which was like, I mean, the line is like so clear, but for some people it's not that obvious. I was just like, thank you so much. You're someone who gets it. I really, you know, that openness to to enter into that character's experience and then also consider it through the lens of your own is what I hope, you know, a lot of viewers are able to do, or at least open to doing.
0: Yeah, that actually was gonna answer, that answers one of my questions because I was curious as what you hope that um, viewers will get from this. And I kind of hope that the same because uh, it was just very, uh, like I said, it was moving, but also it certainly brought back one thing I will say, uh, when some hear the term, horror or think of genre films you know especially well i would say with horror they don't really think of other aspects and i also appreciated the fact that we did have you know the lore the possible haunting but at the forefront it was really racism that was at the that was it and it's and that's still relevant and prevalent and you know, our society today. And I thought this was a really great way to kind of show others because I think some may not realize that in this scenario, this happens, I think, all the time, especially, I would hate to say, at those more elite schools to where, you know, so few people of color um, or marginalized people um, can get into.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, my hope was to try to tell. So once I had this character of Gail and I thought back, you know, to, to my time at college and, and the things that I had seen and I really wanted to depict what I felt like would, was true about a certain kind of experience and, and all of the different facets of it and depict it sometimes literally, but then also try to find a way to creatively translate that into, you know, a sort of an aesthetic and emotional experience so that somebody can really get into that character's body, you know? And and so what you were saying at the beginning was, you know, I was like, sorry, you know, that tension, but obviously it's great, but like, you know, that's like the perfect thing is yes, that's this feeling of like, you know, you're really on guard is like, mm-hmm. that's perfect. And so, you know. Loved that, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I, I,
0: no, no, that's it's partly why I also enjoy horror, but right. yeah, I couldn't let my guard down this entire film. I, as soon as I thought I could, I was like, oh. Um, and so we won't do spoilers, but I would love to know because there were certain moments within the film that definitely both Jasmine and Gail just experienced. Um, what I would also, I would say, let's go with a traumatic experience. Um, how was that for the actors on set to have to portray, you know, those scenes? Actually, I, like, one in particular, I'm thinking of Jasmine at the party. I, that was,
1: yeah, I, it was challenging, you know, because it really is, um, it's overwhelming and the way that, um, the way that it's shot is fairly true to like what it was also like in the room. So it's a lot of people. So the interesting thing about our shoot is that we started shooting in late February, 2020. So <laughs> uh, in, a, in a more innocent world than the one we live ne- in now. And we had gone about halfway through and then um, COVID, you know, really announced itself and, and we had to shut down our production, pause our production for a little bit. But that was a scene that we had already shot In a pre-COVID world, Um, thankfully, because you know, in a post, in a not even a post, in a COVID world, um, getting that many people into a small space probably wouldn't have been possible with the you know with the guidelines. Guidelines, yeah, yeah. And so it's it was an overwhelming amount of people, and I think that it's it was also emotionally you know definitely took a lot. Um, and so it was really important to me to check in with, you know, Zoe a lot and see what she was doing. And also the BG were very, very lovely people, almost to a fault. They no. were they were a little bit too sweet at the beginning. So in the scene, there's like, you know, they're, they're screaming profanities and, mm-hmm.
0: and
1: so on. And these sweet kids did not want to do it. We would hit roll and maybe oh. kind of mumbling along and, I had to go out and tell them, guys, you're all good people. I know you're all good people. This is make believe and we need to portray this the way that the scene is like go for it. And so, you know, the the actors, the background and the, you know, those characters who are playing the party goers themselves were also, I think, part of making it, you know, once we hit cut you know, making it a really supportive and positive environment for okay. Zoe and, and for everybody there.
0: Yeah, I again, um, well, all of their acting, but Zoe's was incredible. Just, um, I think I would say a breakout performance in terms of every, uh, you know, the progression of her character just from starting out to mm-hmm. where we end. It's just, it's brilliant.
1: I, it's so tragic, you know, because it is and and Zoe is really, you know, the first Jasmine that we meet who's just like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tail mm-hmm. is like that's a lot of Zoe's energy. She's really like, you know, a, a, she's got a lot of positivity and just like energy and she's lovely. So it, it is hard and sad and painful to take her on that journey. And and we felt sorry about it as well, you know, to, to put this character through, you know, through so much, but had to. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, I was watching, I mean, you've also put uh, Regina uh, through quite, I mean, I, yeah. I was thinking when they, what, what, what it must have been when they were reading this and like, yeah, no, I, I want to do this because you put them through the ringer.
1: I know, I know. When I first met Regina, I think she said something like, I just had to meet you and see like, what, what is going on in here? <laughs> so, you know, she had some questions. And also, you know, in the lead up to the film, I was sending her different films that, you know, I found interesting and like, you know, little bits of inspiration. And one of them that I sent, I don't know if you've seen this one. It's not a horror film, but, um, it's the uh, the piano teacher by Michael Haneke. Um, it's with it, Anna Pack one. No, I might there's like, okay, did I get this right? There's like the piano.
0: Oh, that, that's piano. Right.
1: And then there's the piano teacher. And I think that I have the title right, but it's the piano teacher is the Haneke one. But it's just like it's wild and it's intense and it goes all the way there. And it's kind of like focusing on a character who's really sort of tense and um, know in some ways alien to her own self and then uh i i thought that it was an interesting character study for her to watch and regina watched it and got back to me and basically said what the hell is wrong with you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to see what this film is (laughs) oh
1: yeah yeah. um it's uh it's It'll get, it'll get your heart rate up again.
0: Oh, lovely. I, I'm yeah. sure my doctor will appreciate that. I know.
1: I know, <laughs> blame, it, blame
0: it on me. Um, I would like to know also, you know, uh, what through the course of the making of the film, uh, it obviously, you know, once the pandemic uh, hit or really more or less um, was prominent, how was it returning back to the set and then having to kind of start to, did you have to then improvise how you were going, how the rest of the movie was going to play out in terms of shooting or possibly story?
1: Yeah, there were there were definitely things that had to change um, because of the pandemic. You know, in a lot of ways, and this is maybe a little bit of a strange statement. So, you know, in a lot of ways, having that amount of time was helpful. And having the time to to really sit and think about the film and be forced, like for instance, there was a scene that we hadn't shot yet that was meant to be indoors um, and with like a lot of people. And, um, and, Once, you know, our COVID guidelines, it became clear that that was impossible because I mean, the guidelines were so stringent and the caps on the amount of people that you could have on a scene were incredibly low. So, you know, for something like that, I had to look at it and then rewrote it for outdoors. Um, And it became so much more of a visually striking scene. It was, it Mm -hmm. was so much better uh, than the original version that I had that was maybe the more intuitive version. You know, when I was writing it, it made more sense that it would take place um, inside in like a common room of the college, but moving it outside in order to comply with the COVID guidelines was really effective and really powerful. But there were there were things like that that we had to kind of troubleshoot and think about. And, and even, you know, in terms of getting every, everybody back, that oh, yeah. was also, you know, a big question mark because We had, so we got shut down in mid-March and very naively, I think like maybe a lot of people, you know, we were thinking, okay, like two weeks to flatten the curve. And like, (laughs) we'll be back in a month or two. I was thinking, I was feeling kind of like, I was looking on the bright side because we were shooting. It it was freezing. We were shooting in the winter. And so I thought, okay, great. We'll be back up in the summer. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Not how it happened. Because as we were, you know, figuring out our our plans to get back together, you know, there would be, you know, like Regina had um, another project that got started up in Australia and and that was Nine Perfect Strangers. So then she went, you know, so she had to quarantine a certain amount of time and then be in Australia. And then, you know, was there on the shoot and you can't fly back and forth, obviously, um, and then was there on the shoot for that. So it was just like, you know, figuring out all of the chess pieces of getting uh, the different people back together um, so, that, uh, so that we could go back up. But thankfully it happened. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful because, um, you know, once in, in a COVID world, now it's like nothing, you can't count on anything. You know, you can't, you can't yeah. expect necessarily even to be able to finish what you started. So the fact <laughs> that we were able to get everybody back and, and continue and finish the project was incredible.
0: No, yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I thought um, when Sundance was announced and then they're like, I was going to attend obviously virtually. And then once they, made the entire program then everyone's like oh you've got to repurchase your tickets or re- i'm like oh. <laughs> i was like but i secured my oh okay all right yeah. well, i hope i get i hope i get the films i wanted right um and i did so that makes me happy um uh, but yeah it's it's very interesting um just to hear about other projects as well that you know there could be a good six months between Where they shut down to where once they resumed, and I think that's that's crazy. Um,
1: I cannot tell you how happy I am that there were no four year olds or like (laughs) six year olds in our film because those kids would have come back and from one scene to the next, like you know, one (laughs) foot taller, (laughs) foot shorter, like it would have been a disaster. I really like thank my lucky stars no kids in this movie.
0: Uh, so, uh, another thing uh, I would like to ask then, um, in terms, of, I was trying to go through the press release and look at some of your favorite scary movies and all that. So, but, so what I'd like to ask, la- I think this past year has been really great for horror in general, and so I would like to know, was there any, was there any were there any standouts for you, or even, if not a film, maybe even just a phenomenon? Um, because there were so many either characters or monsters that trended that were quite humorous. And I'm just curious uh, what you enjoyed this past year.
1: You know, what's funny is the first one that came to mind is Malignant. Like (laughs) that movie was freaking fun. And, you know, I was just like, this is like, I just, I really appreciated that, you know they just decided from the outset, we're going to go all the way with this and like, good luck. And I'm watching it and I knew that something funky was going on and it was like running weird. (laughs) It's like, what is happening here? So I found that to be a very, very fun, um, horror film. Um, there's a lot that I liked about Candyman. Um, I thought that that was also cool. Um, my favorite, I think the most evocative image from that film is, um, from it's like towards the very, very beginning where there's like, you know, the like the hole in the, mm-hmm.
0: in the wall
1: and then the, the candy coming out. That was the scariest moment in the whole film mm-hmm. for me. I thought that that was like really, really beautifully done. Um, and I love the score. Um, and uh, the composer also worked on our film. So love it even more for that. That's Robert. Lowe, but not that Robert Lowe, it's Robert Aiky Aubrey Lowe, Um, probably the much more musically inclined Rob Lowe. Uh, So those are the first two that are coming to the top of my mind, but now I'm trying to think about other horror releases from this year that I must be forgetting. What are, what, what, what were some of yours?
0: Um, I think the one that really sticks out was, yeah, Malignant, because I, I enjoyed that James Wan's like, you're going to give me all this money, and I'm going to make the movie I want to make, and yeah. I love that. i like, yeah, that's I amazing. It,
1: it was like, it made me think of, um, what the frick is that, uh, movie? Oh, man, I'm, uh, it's like, it's a lot of, like, it really was reminiscent for me of like 70s, 80s. Horror, Uh, The Brood. It made me think of The Brood, (laughs) where it's just like a movie with a real wild turn. That's like you know, because the thing that I appreciate about that is, you know, horror is ridiculous. You know, and I feel like at a certain you like you have to kind of like acknowledge that on some level. Like I don't, I don't really enjoy like a one hundred percent self-serious horror. And I hope that, you know, when people see Master, even though it's grappling with like a lot of important themes, like, you know, they also feel the way that I am laughing at myself and the premise and like the whole thing and like not taking, you know, myself, you know, completely seriously. And like a film like Malignant like goes all the way there. Um, But yeah, I I appreciated that because I think that it was, it felt really genuine and, and it was just for, it was for fun.
0: Yeah. And I and I would also say I think the other one because I, I uh, was VHS ninety-four because Rotma, Hail Rotma just became a Twitter phenomenon. I was
1: <laughs> I need to see that. I need to see that and I'm curious about it because I think I was uh, Chloe mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, yeah, from Sundance. Chloe Acuno, uh was one of the directors. Did she direct that? Segment? Yeah,
0: she did. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I, we got I to... heard
1: about that and I was, I was very intrigued. So I'm going to have to check that out.
0: I would say hers, um, hers definitely played on claustrophobia as well. And I remember watching hers and I told her, I go, I was just, I was ready to get out of the storm drain. You did a great job and. Um, But the creature that was that became just this huge phenomenon, and people were doing their own art, their images and sending and she'd be sharing them and they were funny. And so it just became a huge meme which I thought was great.
1: I love that. I know. It's like how, uh, the Babadook is now like an icon. <laughs>
0: oh my God. Yeah. For, for some of us, he's a gay icon or a gay it's icon. A ga- because I, that, yeah, it is one of my favorite things. I think, uh, when you're at pride, they actually had the Babadook on, um, the clack fans and I yeah. was, I was, l- I couldn't believe it. I was, I, I was that. so happy. <laughs> um, And then another thing um did you get a chance to see other films at sundance and if so what were some of your favorites
1: yes i did i got a chance to see a few i wish i could have seen even more however i did so i've been to sundance once before um in person sundance in uh, 2018 and i think i only managed to see one film while i was there because you know the in-person festival is so chaotic and really going and and it's a lot about, you know, and I was there with the short and still it was completely breakneck crazy meetings and all this stuff and not that much time to see films. So I definitely got to see more um, this time around. Um, I saw Emergency, really enjoyed that. Um, Nanny as well, I thought was gorgeous. And just, you know, Anna Jopp is incredible. I thought that her performance was so like, you know, finely rendered and really beautiful and really true. Um, so that was another one that I saw. Um, I saw See No Evil and um, I I was with it, with it, with it, loved it. And then I, could, I the end made me very, you know. Different. That
0: ending was, <laughs> um, there is, uh, I think in terms of, crazy to insane, and that was just bonkers. I was not expecting that, and I was just like, I I sat there for 10 minutes, just, what the, what did I just see?
1: I know, I know, I know. We're gonna have to sidebar more about that later, but (laughs) I I was fully there for the ride for about 98% (laughs) of the film.
0: I'm, up, I'm upset I didn't get to see Nanny. That was one I wanted to, but it did eventually get sold out. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I think there were a lot of great films um, this year. And so I'm excited for that. But also out of that, I was very happy to hear that, uh, you know, after the premiere that we were able to find out that this got picked up by Amazon and it's coming out March 18th. Yep. And I'm so excited for uh, people to enjoy this, to see this film. And I, I hope it gets conversations going as well, because it, it should. Uh, that's, you know, my, my hope. But if not, I hope they just really see what I think is just top notch. And I know I'm fan, fanboying a bit here, but it didn't come off as a first-time feature. This felt very seasoned. Um, just from the, your act, well, the acting, the script, but I really did like in the, I loved the setting and how that just played a factor into the entire film.
1: Thank you so, so much. Um, I, you know, I'm really excited for people to see it on Prime Video on March 18th when I saw that you had reviewed it. So horror fans don't mess around. And if nope. I'm scared of like anyone's reaction, <laughs> it's horror pants. So I was like watching your reviews, like, oh my God, are they gonna be? Like-? And so the thing that I would really love, one of the things that I would really love is, you know, for for the horror community to watch and and to hopefully respond to it. And I hope it, you know, scares people or makes people feel stressed out or makes people feel dread. Um, And I, you know, I was really, I can't even tell you, I talk to my producers all the time. I'd be like, I can't get dragged by horror fans. Like I cannot, I cannot have a Reddit thread, you know. (laughs) Oh God. You know, (laughs) master like, this is bullshit. Master, I was like. Reddit's something I
0: I do my best not to mess around with. It's just, Um, you know, it's been interesting because I have, you when when i saw this film my like my gut reaction to everything i go and, and i will still say of all the films this is my favorite just because it really i don't cry at films that's just me but upon reflection and especially it more came it it was more thinking about um gail's pivotal moment and uh, I just, I, I started to sob because I was like, wow. And then that's when I realized, go, this movie really affected me. Not only was I scared, but emotionally that hit on the levels it should have. Um, and so I, I I think to me, I was just like, I was telling everyone like, you guys, this is going to be a movie to watch. And so then I started to see reviews roll in and there were some really great reviews and I was like, oh and they're not even they weren't even um horror critics so that's what I really loved I was like oh my god that's amazing and then I did see some people where I'm like um I, I almost like, really, I don't think you get it <laughs> I, I was like I'm really I don't I don't think you get it and or you weren't relating and that's unfortunate yeah. because I think if you can't try to invest yourself into a story into a, you're just you're not going to get out you, If you don't uh go along for the ride then you're just not going to get the same experience as somebody who completely surrenders to the film and just goes with it
1: yeah totally and i think that i think that surrender is such a good word to use and i think and i can understand that you know for a certain kind of viewer they're really trying to resist the film And they're very defensive and, um, you know, and and I get it because as a film, it's like, you know, it's not passive. It's definitely not, you know, like a listless kind of film. This is a film that really comes at you and, you know, is like giving you a lot to deal with. And so I think that, you know, perhaps for some people, they just, you know, they just can't, they can't go there and they don't want to go there.
0: Yeah, I, and it's a shame because it, they're missing out. I, I Horror is one of, it, obviously, it's my favorite genre, but I just think there's just so much you can do with it in storytelling, because yeah. you, you can keep it as real as you'd like to, or as you stated, you can just have it, just, horror can just do some of the craziest things, and it'll work, and it'll make sense. Of course, then you have Malignant, that's just amazing in its own right for that, but it, there's just something, and I think with this, and I just honestly you know it's still 2020 well it's 2022 and obviously there are still just so much ish there's so much racism still which is really sad but this is a film that I think could easily get which was interesting to actually see some people review it to where they were younger and I didn't realize I go this is a thing it's still there I remember seeing this you know And the way I related it, too, is because, again, growing up Midwest in suburbia, Mm -hmm. I can count on the hand, even in our public school, how many, if they're uh, people of color. I mean, there was only four Asians at our school, and two of them were my siblings. So (laughs) I was was like, well, okay, this is going to be fun. Um, But yeah, I I really do. I think this was, mm, I just... I'm curious how your mind works in terms of just because you did put your characters through, I thought just literal hell. Um, Maybe also they gave one of the best performances. Regina, I just, this would be the one thing I want to end on because I think horror um, just never gets any love ever in terms of awards. Like, I mean, Tony Collette, Hereditary, Lupita Nyong'o for us. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) These are two huge standout performances that I continually to reference just of recent because they are just phenomenal. And when I saw Regina's performance, I was just like, that sucks. I mean, it's so good, but I just was like, it's it's gonna fall on deaf ears. Well, I hope it doesn't, but we see how they, they just do horror dirty, but that's why- (laughs)
1: thank you horror dirty which is such a shame because horror I think it's so beautiful like you know and and like we were saying it's it's very broad I feel like the umbrella of films that can exist Mm
0: -hmm. underneath
1: you know this one term like you're saying from like from malignant to the shining to you know everything in between and they're all horror films and I think that it's like I think that it's a genre that demands a lot of creativity from like the crappiest horror films to like the most elevated. I think that the horror filmmakers who are engaging with the genre are really, you know, stretching themselves, at least trying and their imagination and, and, and in a way that I think is really important for cinema. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, so totally, I mean, Tony Collette in Hereditary, Lupita Nyong'o in Us, like both of them, Amazing um, and Regina, you. I'm so grateful for everything that she gave. As you can imagine, not a very uh, easy role to play in terms of what is demanded of the character mm-hmm. and emotionally, where you need to go, and she just went for it. And it's, it also wasn't an easy time in globally in the world yeah. to you know to be accessing these really difficult, dark, hard emotions, but the way that she became that character is like, it was so complete and it was so incredible to see that transformation and to see how Regina was able to just dig into the reality of Gale and portray it in a way that that felt real. It didn't feel melodramatic or, you know, exploitative to Mm -hmm. the character's experience. So I was just so grateful. I'm eternally grateful for her. And I think that she gave an amazing performance, you know, one of the best I've seen all year.
0: I completely it was so authentic. It it was just fully realized. There were so many layers just to her character as well. But I mean, yeah, I I was gutted after the film. And I'm so happy that after the film they did have have you all do a QA. I'm like, oh thank God. Because I was like, somebody needs to go check on her. I like, right. Cool.
1: I know. And then you see Regina. And in Regina's normal life, she is <laughs> sunshine. She is just like, you know, she is you know, joy and kindness and goodness. So I think, yes, it it is nice to cut to the Q&A and be like, we're all okay. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) Um,
0: So then I will finish off with this as my final question then. Um, What's next for you?
1: So this is a really, really exciting time for me because I've been in the process of making master for so long that I haven't had the opportunity to write um, in quite a while. And I'm going straight back into it. I have um, my new idea. I'm already outlining and working on it. It's going to be a horror film um, again. And I am psyched. Like I, the thing that I am really, I mean, one of the things I'm really challenging myself on this time is I want it to be scary as hell. I want to have, I want to have your, I want to have your blood pressure like through oh. the roof. I really, I really want to go, go for it. Um, and so I'm really excited about, about diving back into that.
0: I'll have to tell my doctor, I'm like, yes, no, just, I'm going to need a, a day's worth of Xanax. Just it's for <laughs> a movie. I promise it's okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just write the script. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I'm excited because again, if it's anything like this, it, this was just, again stellar storytelling and I, I really can't wait to see um, where you go next and again thank you for this opportunity it's just very humbling because it's always nice to be able to speak with a creator whose um, I was going to say performance but whose uh, property or project just really had a profound effect on myself um, so thank you
1: Thank you so much. I mean, thank you for watching the film, for surrendering to it and engaging and empathizing and, and going along for the ride. I'm like, I'm really deeply grateful. I'm glad that we found each other and met each other. Um, And thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, I, I could stay here for two, three hours. So <laughs> this, is, this is a lot of fun.
0: It, it was. And um, with that, I'll say again, everyone, it drops March 18th please go watch this you don't want to miss out on this because I hope this is just a really I can't wait for my co-host to see this so we can actually finally talk about it because I I won't spoil it to them they didn't get to see it because they're overseas and but I keep telling them like this is this is the one y'all so
1: well with- hopefully they'll be able to watch it yeah March 18th on Amazon friend video
0: And with that, I will say um, thank you and goodbye.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: You have been listening to The Horror Hour. See you next time.